0: ADHD can be something that negatively impacts on your life at points. And then, you know, all the wonderful things about it you live with and you learn to live with. So it's just, I think it's just different points. in It's not like if you have ADHD, it's, a, you know, people think it's a condition and it's really negative. No, it's up and down. You know, sometimes it's the bad symptoms kick in, but that's for a period. And then, you know, you just move on and you learn to deal with it.
1: Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Erin Brockovich, Cher, yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Ass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK Hello, I am your host, Tracy Otsuka. Thank you so much for joining me here for episode number 214 of ADHD for Smart Ass Women. I hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast and our newsletter over at tracyoutsuga.com. My purpose is always to show you who you are and then inspire you to be it. And in the thousands of ADHD women that I've had the privilege of meeting, I've never met a one that wasn't truly brilliant at something, not one. So today I am just delighted to introduce you to Emma Doty. Emma is the founder of Emma Doty Cakes in London. She started her business in 2016, and it is a luxury cake and hand-painted macaroon business that operates from Emma's studio in Battersea. Emma was born in Italy to an Italian father and English mother, where she lived in Rome and went to an English school before moving to the UK to study law and earn a master's degree in finance. In a previous life, Emma was a banker working at HSBC, ABN Amro, and Goldman Sachs. This banker turned baker, not only runs Doty Cakes, but also a very busy household with four children, ages 8, 10, 12, and 14. So there's a lot going on, and luckily, her husband is quite hands-on. Emma, welcome, and did I get all of that right? Thank you very much, and yes, you did. Perfectly right. Wonderful. You know, what's interesting is the last couple guests that we've had on the podcast, almost all of them have banking in their background, which I find so interesting. And I don't know if it's my reticular activating system that all of a sudden is seeing all the ADHD women that are former bankers, because that's, you know, what my son is interested in or what, but I find it really fascinating, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's um. I think there's probably traits that are shared that are good for banking. I mean, I was in sales, and mm-hmm. everybody would be like, "Oh, you know, you do. It's just you do it so well. It's great." And it, for me, it was just, well, you're paying me to do basically who I am. I'm just myself, and I obviously, you know, was interested in it because in finance. Um, things change all the time. It's a news driven. The stock market is news driven. So, you know, the stock market goes up, goes down, it's news that feeds it. So it's it's always changing and it's current. And that for me is exciting. I enjoyed it because it was not repetitive. And repetition for me is is like my my worst nightmare. And basically, I think now I know a bit more about ADHD. It's maybe my ability to sort of read people and read you know, situations, well, which helped with the sales thing. I mean, you know, people say I could sell ice to Eskimos if I gave it a shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So did you like the people that you worked with? Were they like you?
0: Some places I like more than others. Um, Some people I like more than others, but I like the excitement of it. It was always buzzing and everybody around me used to feed off the buzz. And that mm -hmm. was just great. I mean, I made great friends uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, my husband still is a banker. Actually, he's a banker, and uh, he says things are very different nowadays compared to when I was in banking. But I, I, I've got to say, I loved it. I really, really thrived and really, really enjoyed it.
1: So, did you miss it when you left? And and I'm jumping ahead now. I'm not That's going right. according to my normal questions, but <laughs> I'm just curious. Um.
0: Do I miss it? Um, Yes, but I'm a very different person now to the person Mm -hmm. I was then, I guess. You know, um, with both of us being bankers, we couldn't both do 13 hour days and have a family. And I really wanted Mm -hmm. to have a family. I'm Italian. family's so important. So we then decided that I would stay home. And to be honest with you, you know, obviously, like everything, you know, Go for overdrive. Um, let's have four children. All right, let's go for it, you know.
1: And then, you know, laundry is boring. Housewives is boring. So, I'm so envious. I only have two children and I wanted at least three, but my husband saw, you know, the writing on the wall, and it is so expensive in the United States to educate children here. And because we didn't have great schools, they were in private schools. And, you know, then of course they chose the most expensive
0: colleges. (laughs) I would have had
1: three, four, or five kids. I, what I miss the most now that they're both, you know, at school or working and out of, you know, our home, I miss the chaos, which is, why I had to get a second dog. You know, my husband like, said, so just one dog. It's so easy. Why do we need a second dog? I miss the chaos. I miss the noise. So and easy is
0: boring. Easy yeah. is boring, isn't it? So Absolutely. why I
1: was bored. Exactly. Okay. So Emma, let's talk about your ADHD diagnoses. If that's okay, that's where we typically always start. I went. Not according to plan today, but hey, so I would love to know, and I know our audience would love to know, what were the circumstances around your diagnoses? Uh, it's really, really
0: weird, actually. I, um, I happened one evening to be driving down to the coast um, where we've got a place, and my husband had gone ahead with the children. So I was in the car driving along, and I caught up with a friend of mine, not a really close friend, but a friend, and she started telling me about her diagnosis. And the drive's a couple of hours, so we chatted loads all the way down, da-da-da. And the more she said, the more I said, but isn't everybody like that? Isn't that what (laughs) everybody does? And she didn't know me well enough to know that the things she was saying were resounding with me so much. And I got, I eventually got to our place down there and and I said to my husband, I said, I need to find out more about this because... I can't you know she's just said stuff that she would never have known about me characteristics and things, and it's just freaking me out now and I'm the kind of person that wants you know somebody plants a seed that's it you know i've got to find everything out I can about it so I then started doing some research. Your podcasts were amazing and really a great help. I did a little um I did a little test online I came out off the charts on those, and I then sort of started putting pieces together about how I was when I was younger, certain characteristics, certain things. And I thought, you know, I don't think I even need to go and get diagnosed. I know I've got it. And I just thought I need to go and see somebody just to confirm it because that's just the type of person that I am. Now that I've gone down this rabbit hole and, you know, spent three months looking into it, I now need to go and find out properly. So that's why I went and, and was diagnosed. And probably more importantly, I think there are certain things that I now attribute to ADHD when I was younger, and it could have been a lot easier had I known that that was where it was all stemming from. And there's a high chance that my kids may, may be diagnosed with ADHD. And consequently, I want to make sure that if they are, that there's all the support that they need, as opposed to sort of, you know, just going along with it and having ups and
1: downs Um are quite hard to deal with, especially when you're young. So your story is a little different than most women's stories with kids. Normally, we get diagnosed because our kids are diagnosed first versus you. You seem to be the one that went first or is going first. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it, it is. It's, it was really strange. And I think had I not had that conversation, because, you know, the, what everybody thinks ADHD, boys bounce off the walls. You know, that is mm-hmm. the absolute characteristic. And then I mean I always thought I was different, but then I always put that down to being half Italian, half English, going to an English school abroad, um, you know, and it was that, and then it's not, it's so much more. And I realized that, yeah, that's that's what it was more than anything else. I mean, I like the fact that I was different. I thought it was amazing,
1: but mm-hmm. I always
0: felt different. Yeah. Um and now I can you know I can explain it to myself. But there have been times big changes are always the thing that I think affect your ADHD and the, the, the not so good symptoms come out and going to university for me was an absolute shocker. Um, I mean, it was just, it was like somebody literally just ripped the foundations out of my life and it was really, really difficult. I found it incredibly hard. And I think had I known more or anything about ADHD at that point, it would have been a lot, lot better. I think, a lot easier. It didn't have to be so difficult. So when I did get my diagnosis in a weird sort of way, I was almost a bit cross because I thought I didn't have to go through all that. You know, why did I have to put up with all of this? Why, you know, because obviously there's certain aspects such as getting bored. I get bored quickly. Um, You know, things need to be exciting and changing and different. And, you know, if somebody says to me, you know, sit at a desk and read through these books, I think I'd rather poke my eyes out with a fork, quite frankly.
1: So when did you get diagnosed? So I got diagnosed in July of last year. So it's not been very long. Not at all. And you alluded to this, but once you knew it was ADHD and you had the benefit of hindsight, what are some of the symptoms that you always wondered about? But now it's like, duh, it was ADHD. So, I mean, talking too much, oversharing,
0: just a ridiculous amount of energy. Which then it gets sort of channeled into like, you know, if I have a you know a new idea, a new thing, that's all I can obsess with. You know, I can just go on and on and on about it. So if somebody tries to divert the conversation, I'll bring it back and I'll bring it back, which can be quite annoying, quite overpowering, interrupting people the whole time, all the time, because I've moved on. I know I've sort of heard the answer. Let's move on next thing now. Otherwise I get bored. So all these things that... I thought was like, oh, God, I'm just a bit rude or whatever, or just looking for that next bit of excitement. Um, that was the, you know, that, th- there was that. And then the negative things, such as the anxiety, um, the total, what well, I now know has a term, the imposter syndrome, the fear of, you know, not being liked or looking stupid, all these sort of aspects, um, which, you know, and then the worst thing is people saying, oh, well, we've all got that. You know, we're all a bit like that. i just like, all right, all right. (laughs) you know, don't need to um, go there. But yeah, so those, yeah, I mean, I'm like super ADHD all over, basically.
1: My husband thinks it's hilarious. Did you struggle in school or was school easy for you? School was easy. I did well at school. Okay, so there was never a problem there, but what about socially in school? Um, No,
0: I mean, because I was so loud and chatty and confident and everything, then, you know, it, I was always, you know, in the fun group. But I remember as I got older, into the sort of um, teenage years, I found it a lot harder.
1: And, and got why was that?
0: Um, just, I don't know, maybe feeling, you know, I wanted to be seen as fun and cool and this and always worrying about that. And, you know, just feeling I wasn't quite, you know, up to what everybody else was doing and just, just, you know, doubt, silly doubt, really, now that I look back on it.
1: I think you just alluded to this because you, you seem to indicate that, um, socially everything seemed really great until the teen years. And so I'm curious if you can relate, you know, a little bit more struggles or any struggles socially around puberty.
0: Yeah. Um, I, the thing is is you know how much of it is because you know you, everybody has doubt everybody has you know no. um, because of hormone changes and whatever and how much of it can you attribute to your adhd i don't know is the answer but what i would do is so basically if you know kids can be cruel so if somebody would say something a bit mean which was maybe with a said as a joke I would it would be like a sort of a spear through my heart you know I'd just be like oh god yeah and you'd sort of sit and run it over in your head 450,000 times something that was maybe just an off-the-cuff silly comment so that was you know just sort of obsessing with things um, was quite hard but then you learn to hide all of this you know you 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 don't show it do you so you just show the confident side you show the fact that Mm -hmm. you you know are socially fun and you know you, you you tell jokes and you've got a big character and everything like that and all the other things you just sort of hide them from everybody or you then sort of you know in public you're all you know bright and lovely and then you have your downtime at home where you don't utter a word for you know hours because you've you're, you're done you've said every word that there there was to say you know
1: So in the email that you sent me, um, you mentioned, um, two things that I thought were interesting that I want, um, you to expand on, if you will, if you would, please. Um, you said that you can shut yourself out of all social situations and ghost people. Yeah. What does that mean? What do you mean by that? So if you, for example, um,
0: I hate confrontation. I can't deal with it at all. So if I have a falling out with somebody, my natural thing is to ignore them completely. And mm. then in time, I tend to forget why we've argued or whatever's happened. And then we just move on and it's fine. So I have the, if the person isn't there, I have this incredible ability to, to sort of forget about them. Mm. It's really terrible, but it is, <laughs> it is true. It's so awful. And then I, and the worst thing about it is that I actually forget why we've argued and then I, it's gone. You know, it's like, doesn't matter, you know. It, it's in yesterday's bit, whatever. So, so that is is definitely one thing. And then, as I, I don't know whether this is because I've got a bit older, and as I get older, obviously, hormonally everything changes again. Um, but what I found myself doing is shutting myself off from going to social situations because. I kind of start to think maybe I am talk too much or I talk about boring things or whatever, whatever. So then I'm like, well, I don't go. If I don't go, I don't put myself in that situation. So I then, you know, stop going to things to the point where I'm like quite surprised that, you know, people still invite me to stuff sometimes.
1: So, do you think any of it is, I mean, probably perimenopause and hormones because we know that estrogen modulates dopamine. So, that Mm. makes a lot of sense. But I'm wondering if some of it too is that you're just so busy because I can relate to what you're saying. You're just so busy. And I think as we get older, at least this is for me, I've become very picky around who I want to spend time with. You know, I'm very cognizant of who energizes me. And when I return from things, and I feel like, oh my gosh i'm so exhausted, and i'm not typically exhausted, but you know how some mm. people can do that to you
0: yeah i mean i've got to the point in my life where i'm like, you know what if you don't bring good stuff i'm at i'm done i mean i'm way too old to waste my time you know i i've, I've yeah. got my kids, which obviously you know my time with them is super precious. I run the business i don't have a uh, yeah i mean I run a lot of laundry, a lot of washing machines and hanging and 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 so tedious but that takes up you know a significant part of my day you know and, and making kids dinners another thing which you know is awful it's so boring but it's got to be done so you have just got to get on with it you know I always play games where I see how quickly I can do the laundry how quickly yeah. I can get up the stairs and hang it and it's like a competition yes. or you know how or I say um I try and do things in the most efficient way possible so if I Cook and then do this and then do that and then do that. It's almost like I'm putting jigsaw pieces together. That is the single most efficient way of doing things. And I've got to get it done in this time. And if I do, then I'm like, oh, that was amazing. So it has to be a competition. Otherwise, I literally can't. I've start doing other things and getting distracted and things.
1: I can so relate to what you're saying. And I'm wondering also, as you're speaking, I'm thinking, I think part of my issues on the social end and being very selective about Because before, I was literally, I think my, in the Meyer Briggs, I think my extraversion score was like a 56, which is so Mm -hmm. far off the charts, it's insane. And I would go anywhere and do anything. And I loved, you know, being the life of the party. And all of a sudden, I stopped enjoying that because it started to bore me. Sitting there talking to people who, you know, they're not talking about anything that I care about or that I want to talk about. They're not talking about things that actually matter. And we have this, we like intensity, right? Mm. And I love being with my family so much that they're the standard that I measure everything against. And so if I don't have at least as much fun as being with my, you know, yeah. my husband or my kids, then I don't want to go. And I'm curious if you feel that way too. Exactly the same. Mm. I mean, exactly the same. I'm so...
0: um and, you know, my favorite thing to do is actually to hang out with my husband. Yeah, that is my favorite thing to do. We just sit there, we talk rubbish, we could, you know, now the kids are old enough that if we want to nip around the corner and have a glass of wine and, and just have a chat and catch up, we can do that. And, you know, then part of me is like, well, why would I want to go out somewhere else? This is who I want to hang out with. And he's here. He lives with me. I mean, it's perfect.
1: You know? Well, it's, and it's easy, right? You don't have to get dressed yeah. up. You don't have to <laughs> yes. drive somewhere by yourself. But I worry about that, Emma, because I worry about, okay, my kids are older than yours. I have a 20 year old and a 24 year old and they're on the East coast. I'm on the West coast. And I think about, oh my gosh, if something happens to my husband or my Mm -hmm. kids end up living on the East coast permanently, you know, I'm in my mind, I'm like, you need to make more of an effort because what I will say is often when I get there, I it's actually fun. enjoy myself, right? You yeah. find someone who you're able to connect with, and you you're, you're really glad you went. Yeah, totally. And the, the thing is, is getting yourself out there and and making sure that you
0: do. But I'm terrible at it. I've got to be honest with you. What it is, I think, actually, is that I you know I get up in the morning. You know, the alarm goes off at half six. I'm up. I'm getting the kids up. Breakfast. And then I have to switch my brain into work mode, and I have to go to work. I then do a full day of work I then have to switch back into super mum or I like to believe super mum but I, to be honest with you I think I'm so far away from super mum it's ridiculous <laughs> but I try my best you know it's my goal um, and I go and pick them up and then I've got to see how they are and you know how was your exam how was your this is you know is your friends being mean to you, you know, all these things then I've got to cook this boring old meal every evening and by the end of it and I've done you know the washing the laundry the, yeah. I'm done yeah. There's nothing left other than a great big glass of wine or a run. <laughs> it's got to be one or the other. You know, somebody's, somebody's got to give me that hit. So I either go for a run or I have a glass of wine. And that's it. I'm done. So the idea, as you say, getting dressed up, getting ready and going somewhere just seems like such a monumental task that I just think, oh, God, I don't know if I can do that.
1: Yeah. I, I but you're right. When I do...
0: I think I've got to do, and I don't know whether you have this, but when I come back from holiday, I come back with like the best intentions. I mean, I'm going to make sure I go to the book clubs. I'm going to go to all the school things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Give it a week. I'm back to, no, no, I'm a hermit, you know, (laughs) back to, you know, I've gone into hibernation. Sorry. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. And you know you're doing it.
1: So I was in Nashville last week and literally while I was in Nashville, you know, it's the beginning of the year, but I, I was still not back into, I was still in holiday mode, right? Yeah. yeah, And so this week was supposed to be all about, so my my word for the year is insider because my word for the year last year was outsider while I was, you know, working on that first draft of my book. And so it's insider this year and it's all about, I've been so terrible since COVID, you know, just with relationships and friendships, and it it just has not been, I I don't know, I fell into a new, and and I don't even know who this person is, because again, I was always the one throwing all the parties, inviting people, you know, I was the cruise director, setting up, we're going to meet here, we're going to, you know, and I just... And I think I think it's hormones because how could my personality change this much? But anyway, this week was supposed to be the week that I put the whole calendar together for the next couple of months and I have done Zippo. So yeah, you reminded <laughs> me. I now need to do that. <laughs> it's
0: true. It is true. I do think it's hormones. I mean, if I think of just back to our wedding, I mean, uh, literally, I could have almost invited total strangers from the street. Yeah, um, you know, made it amazing, yeah. you know. And now I look at me and I'm like, uh, you yeah, know, if I go out for dinner, it's, you know, it, it's, yeah, then, you know, I have my, my very, very, very close friends and, you know, I rely on them hugely and they're really, really important, but it's, a, it's broadening it a bit, which I'm rubbish at, you know?
1: That's and you to be so good at, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, my job was about, you know, with sales, you know, you'd have to have, you know, relationships with people. I'd remember kids named their birthdays of clients and this and that. And that. Everything, you know, and now I think, gosh, I. And sometimes I get annoyed because I'm like, you know, I'm like a shadow of the person I was. But then part of me goes, no, actually, you're just going. You know, it's just a different, different phase. You know, yeah. I always say to my kids, don't feel if you make a decision today that that decision is a decision forever. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change. That's the beauty of living is that you grow and you develop and you change and. If we were the same all our lives, it'd be really boring. So actually, changing and being different, I think, is really fun and exciting. Maybe when my kids leave and go to university, if I have two pennies left, you know, at the end of it, I'm like, I'm going to go and travel the world, you know? I said to my husband, let's get a Winnebago and go, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, you know, then you don't have to go back, you know? With a Winnebago, you just keep on driving, you know? <laughs> You don't have to go back to And
1: it. so I wonder if for us, it is more the thought of being how we used to be, right? That socially everything was so easy versus now we are different. We have changed, but we still hearken back to, oh, but, right? We want to keep it all.
0: Yeah. I guess it's also, you want to be young again, you know, (laughs) it's times passing really bloody quickly yeah. you know, all all of that. And then, you know, I think the one thing I look back sometimes, I think, where's the confidence gone? You know, I mean, like was like a a steamroller, you know, where's that confidence gone? Now there's a lot more doubt that creeps in a lot, lot Ah. more doubt. And again,
1: I think that must be, maybe because I'm slightly, yeah, but I think it's hormones. Yeah. Because we should have more confidence, don't you think? Well, yeah, exactly. I I mean, we have all these experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yet,
0: I, you know, and I think maybe that was part of the reason for going for the diagnosis because there was a part of me that was like something was, you know, and, and, you know, we know that ADHD can be something that negatively impacts on your life at points. And then, you know, all the wonderful things about it you live with and you learn to live with. So it's just, I think it's just different points. It's not like if you have ADHD, it's, you know, people think it's a condition and it's really negative. No, it's up and down. You know, sometimes it's the bad symptoms kick in, but that's for a period. And then, you know, you just move on and you learn to deal with it and, and whatever. So I do think hormone changes play a huge role in how they, you're affected by your symptoms.
1: Well, and Emma, I suspect that if I were to ask anybody about Emma, the first thing out of their mouth would be, "Oh my gosh, she's so confident." Because that's how you come across, correct? So it's it's just like our little niggling heads, right, <laughs> that just And and I think it's because of the hyperactivity which I believe we all have. I don't know why there's inattentive versus hyperactive versus combined type because there's always hyperactivity of the brain, right? We're always thinking. It's all those thoughts. And oh my God. I like that sometimes as we you get just older, want to switch it off. Yeah, that there's, there's more thoughts. Because oh I didn't have these many thoughts before. Never so um, the one thing, though, that you did say to me um, in the email, which I loved, was you talked about your ADHD being your extra gear. And I love that analogy. Can you expand on that?
0: Well, it's just like I mean, as I said, you know, at the beginning, I always knew I was a little bit different, you know, and the activity in my head, which is nonstop, which is exhausting, but it's also my sort of secret weapon, isn't it? That's the thing that makes mm-hmm. me different. It's the excitement. It's the it's the constant, you know, idea generation um and it is therefore i see it as my extra gear can come with some negatives sometimes but actually that's what makes you fun makes you the heart and soul of the party makes you an entrepreneur you know it's one the idea i mean it's one idea after another after another and actually i sometimes say you know i am my own worst enemy because the ideas just keep on coming and i <laughs> exhaust myself because of them so going for a run actually is a great thing because i actually find that it helps me Get my ideas in line, so it's Ah. like stop the chaos. Get the you know go for a run, and that's normally when I get my best ideas. They make sense. They start have a beginning and an end, as opposed to all jumbled up together and just flying off all cylinders. Yeah, that's my extra gear. Is the is my ADHD, and I think it. Well, without sounding you know big headed, um, I just think it just makes me special.
1: Basically, absolutely.
0: so, and, does, yeah. go on. I was I just going to say, actually, funny enough, um, this whole thing, I think my entire family, which is why um, I probably was never diagnosed as a child, is I think my whole family probably has, to a greater or lesser degree, ADHD.
1: Yeah. Certainly my mother, for sure. So it was normal. It was just totally. how you were. Yeah. Well, yeah, how we were as a family. But
0: we were, you know, fairly different. And... um, You know, my dad was like one idea after another, after another, and, you know, you couldn't stop it. And I see things about my mum, like my mum would have her burnouts when she'd come home from work and she'd be so exhausted. There was nothing left in the tank. And I understand that now. I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I think, I think she's not diagnosed. I don't know. Uh, Who am I? Yeah, I'm not qualified, but I remember things of my youth and her. And I think, yeah, that's, I think what it was. So how can Hmm. you identify in somebody if you don't know about it kind of thing?
1: Yeah, if you think that isn't everybody like this. Because everybody you know, you know, personally
0: is. Yeah, and I I would say that probably most of the people I choose to hang out with have got it as well, quite frankly. Yeah. Just because it's more fun.
1: Does medication work for you? Have you tried it?
0: I have, yeah. I have, and I was really Mm. reticent. And I am denied and am denied. I'm not one to take medication full stop unless I've got a hangover and then, you know, I approach him, please. But, you know, that's kind of the maximum. Yeah. So I was really, I was really mixed about it. And in the end, I thought, Joe, you know, the reason why I decided to take it was because I thought if my children develop symptoms and show symptoms, I don't want them to take anything I haven't tried before. Uh-huh. So that was the actual reason why I decided I would. And it was amazing. In what way? It was quiet.
1: Oh. You mean your sense? thoughts? Your thoughts just stopped?
0: But they didn't stop, but they was, yeah, they was just quiet. Mm. It's funny because my husband said, you've been looking out that window not said a word. I thought, like, it's really amazing. It's so quiet. It's so nice. <laughs> I was like this. And then I remember thinking, gosh is this how normal people are? You know, is this this how they are? Is this how their life normally is? I was like, bloody hell, their lives are so easy in comparison. They don't have that noise, that constant noise that goes Mm -hmm. on and on and on and on. And uh, so, yeah, so that was that. And I'm mixed about it. Like, I don't, I feel like it does help you focus, but if you don't decide what you're going to focus on, then you're going to spend your entire time focusing on something totally that you should be doing. So, you know, that calendar of yours, I wouldn't get it done. Unless, you know, you really have to plan that focus. So otherwise, it just goes out the window Oh, uh, on, you know. Yeah, I did it the other day. I just started focusing on tidying the socks and pants drawer of all my children. I mean, what, why? But man, I did it brilliantly, you know, to a 10 out of 10, I would say.
1: That's interesting. So if you are, on, when you are on medication, you make sure that you're taking it it sounds like you don't take it all the time. You take it. No, no, I do. I do. I do. I do. It's just that I've
0: realized, uh, mm-hmm. well, before I do that naturally. So, you know, I know I'd have to prepare, I don't know, for something. And I will tidy up the pants, straws, hang out the laundry, decide that, that something that, you know, something that really is insignificant, and suddenly needs doing is really important or whatever. So I'm aware of that now. I'm aware mm-hmm. that that's what I do. So what I, what I, now that I have the medication, which does, also help me focus on a single thing. I try to make sure that that single thing isn't my usual behavior, which is, oh my goodness, the bed linen all needs changing, you know, or I need to, you know, the sale is on it somewhere. I need to go and see what's at the sale. And in fact, what I really need to do is make some cakes, get some icing done, get prepared, you know, or whatever it is that I need to do. So it's just trying to be a bit more focused. Which in my planning, is kind
1: of like I mean, that's how our ADHD brains work anyway, right? I mean, if we if we don't have intention behind what we want to get done, I mean, I'm looking at everything. I'm procrastinating. I'm out there gardening. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what. I'm like, how did I end up out here? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. It, yeah, it is. But what it does do is it all the things that have become worse. I think with hormone changes, they they've gone away quite a lot.
1: Oh, so that's the anxiety is
0: gone that sort of angst um, that you get in your pit of your stomach. I don't know how you, that's the only way, just weird angst that just sits in your stomach.
1: That definitely has gone. Yeah, just the bad bits go. Well, that sounds like medication is very successful for you, and I'm jealous.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long I, it might be a phase, I'll decide I don't want to take it next week. Who knows, you know? But mm-hmm. at the moment, I find it is helpful, yes. It has been. So,
1: Emma, I'm hearing clicking. Are you hearing that? It kind of sounds like you're doing this.
0: i oh, sorry, I'm fiddling with an elastic band.
1: Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah, stop yeah, doing yeah. that, Emma. Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. I'm, fid- I'm fidgeting am <laughs> oh, Of course you are. So yeah.
1: women always ask me, should I get diagnosed, you know? And they'll say, I mean, you know, I'm no longer in school. I don't need any kinds of accommodations don't need it for work. You were just diagnosed. Why did you decide to do it? And are you glad you did it? So I'm going to reverse it. Yes, I'm very glad I did it.
0: And the reason why I did it was because once I fixate on something, I can't stop until I find, you know, until I get to the bottom of it. So I needed to stop obsessing. I needed to find out for me. I wanted to know if I had it, then I knew that there, there is a high chance that my children, one, two, who knows, whenever may have it. So I wanted to be able to be supportive and helpful to them if that didn't happen, so that they had everything in place should they feel whatever. Um, and I'm glad I got it because actually, I think
1: I'm a little bit kinder to myself
0: as a result.
1: Um, explain that, what you mean by that. So.
0: Like, you know, the timekeeping, the over-talking, over the intensity of how I am and everything like that. And I now go, that's all right. That's who I am. It's no problem. You don't have to sort of think when you get home, oh my goodness, did I talk too much? Did I do this? Did I do that? Did I do the other? The, you know, like, it doesn't matter. I am who I am. If they don't like you, it doesn't matter. They don't need to be your friend. It's okay. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. a bit kinder to, to the person that I am now that I understand certain things about me that maybe might be slightly irritating or bothersome to others.
1: Okay, Emma, let's shut down and I, I'm going to have you come back because I'm still hearing that clicking and I don't think it's you. I think it just might be something going on in our... Oh, wait, I just uh, heard it again. Um,
0: that's my ears. Your that's ears? my are touching my, um, the, the things in my ears. Touch, touch your ears.
1: Nope, I'm not hearing it it gone. Yeah. Now I'm not hearing it at all. So I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lose. Okay. Le- okay. <laughs> Poor thing. I'm not um, okay. So tell me about Emma Doty cakes. I mean, you have four kids and clearly not enough to do. So what you decided <laughs> to start a business making cakes and macarons. Like how did all that come about? Um, so, it was number 4 there aren't many people that have
0: four children so it was a little bit lonely and a little bit boring and you know it's all lovely you know you meet your know, first time mums and what color was his poo and it's like oh god i can't do black poo yellow poo green and enough i'm done with that <laughs> um so my neighbor my very 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 good friend neighbor that is um. Yeah, she's brilliant, but she goes. Oh, I'm going so to do-
1: lucky! So you have yeah. a neighbor who you're really close to.
0: Yeah, I dream of I that. Think, I think she's got ADHD as well. That's, oh, that's I pretty, dream of yeah.
1: that.
0: And she's she's wonderful. You know, whenever there was a crisis, she always says things like, "Right, we're going to solve this. Don't worry." <laughs> Which is, she's just brilliant. But anyway, and she's slightly mad. She, she tries everything. She's one of those people that just loves life. So she tries everything. She'll give anything a shot. She's everything. She's just wonderful. And so she said to me, I'm going to go and do a cake course. Why don't you come with me? And I thought, my goodness me, you know, Stepford Wife extraordinaire. No, I'm not coming. So I was like, no, am not doing it. Sorry, but no, can't do it. Anyway, and then I think it was maybe a week later and I thought, oh my God, I think I'm going to have to go and do that of course. I would have done anything. You know, if you said to me, let's go and do some gardening. Uh, well, I love gardening, so I doesn't count. Um, so it's something that you'd, you'd hate, whatever. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do that just because I'm about to shoot myself. And so we'd go, we'd go on the bus and we'd go, you know, 10 minutes down the road to this place and we learn how to make cakes. And it was It wasn't actually the baking. It was just cake decorating. You know, the sort of sugar things that you can make, like a teddy bear and this sort of stuff and everything. We made fondant things, which I don't do at all, actually. And, you know, it was just fun. It was fun because I was Emma. I wasn't somebody's mum, which obviously, you know, with four kids, you're always so-and-so's mum. And we just spent time. uh, I didn't really, I, I spoke to everybody that was there, but we didn't know anything about each other. We were there just purely to make cakes. And that was fun great or at least the little things that go on cakes yeah. and then when I got home I thought I'll start baking this that and the other made cupcakes people said they look pretty I then was like all about learning how to ice them and it kind of just sort of I don't know it just sort of snowballed from there um and then it just grew and grew and grew and then next thing I'm like yep yeah, I've turned it into a business and but I wait, how it. did
1: you get into the macaroons
0: so, because I, I, because they the, I love them, and I would buy them, and I was like, okay, I, I can't afford. It's, it, you know, it's almost more expensive than cigarettes. So I was like, no, nah, can't, <laughs> ca- gotta, gotta make my own. But also because they are notoriously difficult to make, because they're, you know, there's always a little element. You, know, if you say to somebody, why didn't my macaron? Turn out, they'll say, Well, maybe your oven's too hot, or maybe your oven's too cold, or maybe the room temperature was too hot or too cold, or it was raining, or it was shining, or it was this. Or, there's always something, but there's always the reverse to it. Nobody quite knows. They're just <sighs> difficult to make, basically. So I love a challenge. So I was like, Yeah, right, that's where I'm going. Difficult to make. I also thought it would be a nice niche because I thought there are a lot of cake makers. What can I do that, you know, is a real niche? And I thought, Right, I'll do that. And then I can make them pretty. I can paint them. And I really enjoy doing the painting side of it and coming up with designs and things like that. So I could get the creative side in there. And obviously then there's the business side in there. And that's how it all kind of started, really. And it has grown and grown from there. But it's hard to balance family and work. Oh, I bet. Um, You have
1: to go on Emma's Instagram, though, and look at the photos. So the reason Mm. Emma is here is she sent me this lovely email, just thanking me for the podcast and telling me, you know, the difference it had made in her life. And so I went to her Instagram, and I loved her aesthetic so much. Everything is so beautiful. And I thought, I want to meet her. And I figured if I want to meet her, you probably want to meet her too. So that's <laughs> how all of this came about. But I, like you, have such an appreciation for pretty things. And you just, you just have it in spades.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: I don't even know how you do what you do because you are literally painting on these macaroons. Yeah.
0: I mean, they're tiny. So, Yeah, I've got the world's tiniest... If you imagine, um, I don't know, liquid eyeliner, you know how small the brush is on that? So even thinner than that, some of them, and you just paint them. You just paint everything small. I quite like it in a weird sort of way. You know, there's not big stuff everywhere. It's not too messy. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice. And you can, you know, you can do whatever... you You can paint whatever you want on them. You know, I just suddenly see something I like and I just get my sketchbook out do little test trials and that yeah that'll do that's the next one and I and I have to keep on coming up with new ideas because if I just sell the same thing over and over then it just becomes boring so I'm constantly coming up with new collections with different I mean I like the floral stuff obviously uh, but then I get you know companies that um ask me to replicate like I, I had to replicate a wallpaper onto onto them. Oh my um, gosh. Or, or not a wallpaper, I mean, a detail of the wallpaper. Ah. And that's always a real challenge. It's normally interior designers that come and say, I want my design. I want you to paint it on there. And it's quite fun actually because it, it's always hard. But then once I've got it, it just always looks really cool. It's nice. It really is. So it's, it's fun. And it, it, it means that, and I use a different name. So Emma Dodi is my maiden name. So that's ah. my name at work. And that's always been my work name. So then, nobody has to know about my other life and who I am in my other life. It's a different name, and the two don't go together. And it's great, and I love that separation.
1: Hmm. So, did you figure out the macaroon formula? Can you make them regardless of what's going on outside? No, 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 no. 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 Really? Well, I can. I would say
0: that ninety-five percent of the time. It's absolutely fine. But then sometimes it's just like, no, it's not going to work today. And I've just got to pack up and say, right, we're going to just give it another go tomorrow. Sometimes they just don't work. What does
1: that mean when you say it's not going to work out? Like, would I look at the macaroon and I'd say, oh, my gosh, it looks beautiful. And it's just your, you know, eye that. No, it's because it doesn't taste right.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. It's got to be like a little bit crispy on the outside and a little bit gooey on the inside. And if it isn't like that, sometimes they can be too crisp or they can be hollow or they can be wonky. Uh, Nothing wonky leaves the studio. I mean, I'm such, uh, oh my goodness. I'm such a pain in the neck about (laughs) it's got to be perfect. Yeah. So sometimes they just don't work. I think even the world's most well-known macaron maker probably has bad days. It's just the way it is. Sometimes the egg whites, sometimes it just, it's often the egg whites and the meringue, which is a bit of a pain, or you've mixed mm-hmm. it wrong. But I can do, say I can do four batches, three will be perfectly fine, and one just suddenly decides, no, I'm not working, sorry. Oh, and my god! different.
1: So that is the same batch. I mean, that's the same, you're, you're same the same day. Same conditions. Same day. Yeah, That's crazy. I have never tried to make macarons, but now I think <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> yeah, please do it. Let me know. <laughs> Just for fun? Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a real pain. I, it, actually,
0: funnily enough, when I first started making it, the first batch I made turned out right. and I was like, I don't understand what all the fuss is about, honestly. And then it went wrong for six months. It was a nightmare.
1: Oh, no. And then eventually
0: I got there. But, yeah, you've got to be patient. And that's a bit of a pain. You don't do all this yourself. You have help. Uh, no, no, I do. I do it all. I do it all. I have somebody that works for me. But because mm-hmm. it's so niche and because it's high end, you know, it's like if you say, for example, some corporate event is going on and they book me, then I'm not, that's kind of that's booked out. That's what I do kind of thing. I'm not sure how big I could go at the moment with my children and oh. my family has to come
1: first. So you do all of the I don't know what you call it, but painting basically on each one of them. So when I was looking on your website, you I guess you did an event for Rolex, and you had yeah. their logo no, on there. No, that's different. That's printed. Ah, uh, okay. Different. So, so they give you what, like the ones?
0: They give me yeah. So I have a you can print with an edible mm-hmm. printer onto yes. your macarons. So for example. If you wanted flowers, I would hand paint them. But then say you were getting married or what or it was your birthday, or whatever and you wanted. the date, you know, it doesn't matter how you try. It's going to look fairly amateur if I paint it in a little paintbrush. So I have this edible <laughs> printer and you can just print. And trying to, you know, do it somebody's logo. I mean, can you imagine trying to do straight? No. Dark? I mean, no. no. So those go on in the printer because,
1: yeah, Rolex isn't going to want a wonky logo. Yeah, they're going to want it to be dead straight. <laughs> I was wondering. You know? How can they be so perfect? And I have actually used those edible like transfers on cakes, like for the kids' mm. birthday, or cupcakes. Yeah. But I didn't realize, oh, you can do that on a macaroon too. Okay, that makes way more oh, sense. Slightly it's slightly different. It's actually, if you imagine,
0: it's not actually a sheet. It's actually directly onto the macaron directly. It's ink really? jetted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really clever machine. It's jetted on, and it doesn't alter the flavor in any way. So if I was putting one of those sugar sheets on, It'd be, mm-hmm. you know, a bit much. Well, it's like this it's directly onto the shell. It's amazing, and was it actually. designed specifically for yeah.
1: macarons?
0: Really? Yeah. The first, uh, well, it's designed for cookies and macarons, but the first machines were made in the States.
1: huh? Because they're so delicate, right? A macaron like that meringue, yeah. and that little crispy shell is so delicate. Yeah. But it's, a, it's just sprayed almost with ink, if that
0: makes sense. Like an inkjet, um. thing. Got it. So it doesn't go in like a piece of paper. You know, it's kind of a little tray that goes in and the thing goes, and then it comes out. Yeah. And so those are printed. And then the other ones that you can see that they're, uh, I don't know, I mean, you can see they're hand painted. They're all slightly different because obviously they're done, you know, they're all done by hand. So, it, but it's a great because you can get both then that way. You can get, you know, the precision of a of a logo yes, and then you can get the sort of artistry of somebody, you know, painting so you get get both. And it's great for like weddings, you know, uh, bridesmaid gifts, mother of the bride gifts, or even, you know, just having them at your setting, you know, when you arrive and there's a, you know, it's a little favor for every mm. guest with the date on the back or whatever initials or whatever they fancy really. That you'd
1: actually want to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't last very long. You know. So... Running your own business, are there things that you have now learned that you're like, you know what? I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like what? So the admin stuff,
0: um, like getting the boxes ready to pack them and all that sort of stuff. I've got somebody that is brilliant. She does all that. She's amazing. She does the printing side of stuff for me because I don't really want to do the printing and she's great at it. Amazing. So yeah, so somebody that does you know, sort of running the office, if, the studio and all the Odyssey type stuff, she does all of that. So I don't have to worry about that. So I can stick to baking and painting. Ah. Yeah, there's certain things that, you know, I, uh, I think I just go mad. She, she prints the, you know, the labels for the boxes and gets them all mm. ready and everything's in line and, you know, checks it and ticks it and makes sure it gets sent the right day and all of that. So she helps you with all the scheduling part too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Makes she sense. does. She does that. And also um, she puts up with me, you know, because I, you know, she does sometimes say to me, not everybody goes at your speed. Not everybody can keep going for so long. So I am like, yeah. right, right, got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand.
1: Yeah. So oh, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? My husband sometimes says you need to stop. Enough. Because it's quiet time now.
1: <laughs> Go right then. When I had a, I had a high-end women's wear company, 60% of our business was Saks, Neiman's, and Nordstrom, which may mean absolutely nothing to you, but they were high-end retailers. I'm not sure how long they're going to last just because, you know, what's happening with retail. Oh, and yeah. I remember, you know, I was in our studio, and I don't know what we were doing, but I had a lot of staff there, and I was just furious because nobody like things would happen and people would just be like, I don't know. I don't know why it happened. And I remember mm-hmm. looking at them and going, does anybody here know how to take responsibility for anything? Or is it always up to me?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> After it's I said impatience. that, I'm like, oh my gosh. That's like, you know, what you might say to your child and then, or your kids and then, or your husband and then feel bad about.
0: Yeah. So, it, I've had, I've had a couple of situations where I've, um, I remember, you know, really got, out, really lost it, you know, with, with people because I just like, no, that's just too stupid. You can't, you can't be that dumb. And it's really terrible because it's just not, it's just not very nice. But sometimes that just, that descends. Not often, I can count it on my fingers, but if it does, <laughs> oh my God, don't come anywhere near me. Yeah, it's bad. So it's just trying to realize that, you know, not everybody one, not everybody finds it as interesting as I do, first and foremost, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got to also find like baking friends. So you can talk about, you know, egg whites and what they do and don't do for you and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, making sure that you're a bit aware that, you know, sometimes the intensity is a bit too much for other people.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you think the key to living successfully with ADHD is? The key to successfully
0: living with ADHD is loving it. Mm. Loving. I, I love being different. I think, as I said, you know, it's my extra gear. It's my magic power. Funny, if I told somebody and they went, oh, you've got a magic power. And I thought, yes, I do. I do. You know? The ability to look at things in a completely different way, in a different angle, the ability to hyper focus is great. You know, it is amazing. You know, what employer doesn't want somebody that obsesses about what they pay them to do? I mean, it's wonderful. So I think that the best thing to do is just love it, you know, embrace it. It's, it's who you are. You know, you can try and pretend you haven't, you haven't got ADHD or you can just, you know, take all the good things and try and, you know manage the ones that are bad when as and when they come
1: yeah and just not focus on it so much you know the bad things everybody has things that they're not so good at whatever focus yeah. on the things you're really great at
0: and do you know what else surround yourself with people that love you yeah that is you know forget trying to you know know everybody fit in with everybody it's never going to happen just find your people And be with your people and, you know, they love you even when you mess up, even when you're, you know, four hours late or whatever it is that you're going to do, you know, or, you know, even if you say a thought comes in your head, it comes out out of your mouth without you using a filter, which is, you know, regular occurrence, Um, things like that,
1: you know. I love it. I love it. So, Emma, if people want to find out more about you, they want your macaroons, where can they go?
0: online. My website um, is, oh God, what is my website now? It's emmadodecakes.com. And then there's my Instagram, which is at EmmaDodieCakes, And everything's there, basically. It's very visual. So it's great. You know, Instagram's great because it's very visual.
1: Wonderful. And are you okay if they have a personal question, something they related to on this podcast, if they reach out to you?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And they should do that on Instagram?
0: Yeah. Or just email me. There's a contact form on my, on my website. Wonderful. Um, I've got to say, um, just sorry, just to pick up your podcasts are amazing. What you're doing is incredible. I've got to say, I found it so helpful, so useful. And I mean, I literally was, you know, listening to one after another, after another and then going, yes, that makes sense. Now
1: I understand that. Yes. And, and so thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Oh. Thank you so much. I, you know, obviously, well, not obviously, but you know, I talk about on the podcast, I, I meet a lot of women that come in and are guests because of messages that they send me. So I know it's making a difference, but I don't really know why. (laughs) So I just keep doing it. Obviously it's the guests, right? Just knowing that There's someone that you can relate to. It's a mixture because you cover
0: so many things. Sometimes it's a guest, which is somebody like me that doesn't come from a medical background. Sometimes it's a guest with a medical background. Sometimes it's because you do a recap. I love it when you do your recaps and you split sometimes over the two episodes. You're like, I'm going to split it over two because there's too much to cover. So I'm going to do it over two. And, you know, just a recap and the fact that it's so easy because all through your, I, I, don't know, for lack of a better word, ADHD journey. There are certain things that are more, or, or you know, certain aspects of of ADHD that are stronger or weaker. And actually, being able to go through your podcast and go, okay, that's about you know, imposter syndrome, right? Okay, I want to find out more about that. Or um, medication. I listened to yours about medication. They were really helpful as I was deciding whether to try it or not. You know, it's this catalogue. It's like an encyclopedia of ADHD. It's, and it's for women. I mean, it's amazing.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Emma. And I really appreciate you spending time with us here today. It was lovely.
0: Thank you very much for having me. I hope I've been of some help or interest to somebody. Absolutely. Thank you very,
1: very much for having me. Absolutely. The next time I'm in London, I'm going to look you up. Please do. I'd love to
0: meet you in person.
1: Absolutely. So, that's what I have for you for this week. Look, if you like this episode with Emma, let us know. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too may discover their amazing strengths. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smart Ass Women. Come join me at tracyoutsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smart Ass Women Podcast. I'm your host Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smart Ass women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smart ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds.